Here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Ballin in one of the Sunday morning services. This morning, I want you to turn with me to Luke chapter 1, verses 46 to 55. We are going to talk about Mary, the blessed mother of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's read a couple of scriptures before we really get into the Word of God. Luke chapter 1. In fact, I would like to read from verse 36. Luke chapter 1, verse 36. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Verse 39. Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. Then as a response to Elizabeth's encouragement, Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. For he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on those who fear him. From generation to generation, he has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her house. You know, the words, the verses that we read today morning, it's taken from Luke chapter 1, they really talk about when the angel of God appeared to Mary and announced the birth of Lord Jesus Christ. And Mary was filled with awe. She did not know what to do. Because she never expected that such thing will happen in her life. And in fact, angel told to Mary that your relative Elizabeth is also carrying. She was a barren, but God has blessed her. Blessed her. And when Mary heard this, Mary went to wish and to see Elizabeth. And you can imagine Mary was just an ordinary woman. But chosen by God. A vessel that God chose to bring forth his son into this world. Mary walked into the house of Elizabeth 
Now, being relative, I really feel that there are many occasions Mary and Elizabeth were together. But this was a very special occasion that Mary went into the house of God because she already received the announcement of birth of Lord Jesus Christ. The conception has already begun in Mary. And with that, Mary walked into the house of Elizabeth. And here Luke makes it evident, as soon as Mary walked into the house of Elizabeth, the baby, which was in the womb of Elizabeth, just jumped. It was not just an ordinary jump. You know, we can understand the baby is moving in the womb of mothers. We can feel it. But this is pretty early stage that a baby could do that. And baby leaped. It was not just a natural leaping. It was just a supernatural leaping. All that happened was Mary entered into the house of Elizabeth. And Elizabeth was an ordinary woman. Of course, her husband was a priest in the temple of God. And Elizabeth, scripture says, Mary entered into the house. Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. She was such a you know, lady, she was such a woman of God, used by God to bring anointing of the Holy Spirit. Even before it was given to the disciples, Elizabeth was anointed with the Holy Spirit. She was filled with the Holy Spirit. How do you know? What is the evidence? Elizabeth started prophesying to Mary. And Mary, in response, sang the song as we read from verse 46 through verse 55. And this morning we are going to spend a couple of minutes meditating on the song of Mary. The way Mary attributing God, the way Mary characterizing God, it is amazing. So what I talked about was the situation, the context of that song. You know, there is something very special about this woman, Mary. Because there were many virgins, hundreds of virgins. But God Almighty chose this precious woman to bring the seed into this world. So she was just not an ordinary woman. She was a chosen vessel. She was chosen by God Almighty for the purpose of bringing forth the Lord Jesus into this world. You know, without many words, without much words... The only one similarity, the resemblance, the, 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 the comparison that I can strike right away. God has chosen you and me the same way God has chosen Mary. Mary is not different than you and me. God has chosen Mary to bring forth Jesus into this world. God has chosen you and me today to bring forth Jesus into many lives around us. You and I are called Marys of today. You and I are called Marys of today. Mary has significance in the word of God that's not greater than any significance the word of God is giving to a child of God. You and I are called to bring forth Jesus into the lives of people around us. You know, with that understanding, we, are, we talk about this precious woman, the way she magnifies the Lord. Verses 46 and 49 through 49, she magnifies the Lord. How great and mighty, 
my goddess. How he remembers me in my lowliness, in my humbleness. She magnifies the Lord. In verse 15, he, he, she talks about his mercy. His mercy is there for those who fear him. You know, Mary very well understood the word of God. She was a scholar, in fact. She knew the word of God very clearly. And the way she attributes God, it tells us simply that she knew who her God was. His mercy is found on those who fear him. Verse 51, she says, he has scatters the proud in their thoughts. When people think proud in their thoughts, he scatters them. He's such a mighty God. Verse 52, he has lifted up the humble. He always lifts up the humble people. Verse 53, he fills the hungry with good things. When people are hungry for God, God always fills. Verse 54 and 55, he remembers his mercy, which was spoken to our forefathers. The covenant that Lord God made with Abraham, he remembers even today. He remembered that in the life of Mary, and he remembers in your life and my life. He is such a mighty God. You know, what a revelation that Mary had about our God. You know, this is the same revelation any child of God needs to have about our God. You know, sometimes we end up in serving our God without knowing who our God is. And then our worship becomes meaningless. God wants us to worship Him in truth. God wants us to worship Him not only in spirit, but also in truth. That simply means the knowledge of God is the truth. God wants us to know more about that's the reason Paul says in his later in his lifetime he says that you know I consider everything as a loss I consider everything as a rubbish for the excellence of knowing my God you know you and I are called to know about our God that's the reason word of God becomes very important the only way you and I can know about God is by reading the word of God and to and knowing what word of God talks about our God my God Almighty Mary was there, knowing about our God, who our God is. Now this morning, I just want to you know, talk about the reason why Mary was chosen and the reason why Mary was blessed. Because Elizabeth said that, you are blessed among women. And Mary sings about herself saying that, I am called, henceforth all generation will call me blessed. That simply doesn't mean that there will be a halo around Mary. It doesn't mean that. The way she was blessed. Anybody who receives Lord God today, you and I are blessed in the same way. You and I are blessed in the same way. Mary was a woman chosen by God. And she magnified God. She attributed God. She described the characteristics of our God. And now we are talking about the reason why Mary was chosen. The reason why Mary was blessed. She understood the Lord God and she led her life to please God. You know, I'm sure, 100% sure, God would not have chosen a prostitute to bring forth the Lord Jesus into this world. God would not have chosen a thief to bring forth Jesus into this world. God would not have chosen a woman who was living sinful to bring forth the Lord Jesus into this world. God God chose somebody who was a virgin. Somebody who was pure. You know, scripture talks about blessed are those, those who are pure in their hearts. You know, God wants us to choose to do to, to, for the warrior's work. And God expects us to be pure in our heart. Mary was found pure 
in her heart as well as outside she was found pure she was a blessed woman and the only only one reason that she was living the only one desire that she had in her life she understood her, her god and she wanted to live a life that pleases god you know god expects in us certain things they are basic characteristics of god god is holy he expects us to walk in holiness god is mighty he expects us to walk without fear you know god, god, god is awesome in doing things he expects us to do things for god you know god expects certain things in our lives it's just because who god is just because who god is that's our our god is that's the reason god expects certain things in our lives and god was expecting certain things in the life of mary too and she was a woman she could magnify the lord that's what scripture says i want to take you to verse 46 verses 46 to 49 again luke chapter 1 verse 46 and mary said my soul magnifies the lord and my spirit has rejoiced in god my savior for he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant for behold henceforth all generations will call me blessed for he who is mighty has done great things for me and holy is his name. Number one reason why Mary was blessed, she magnifies the Lord. She magnifies the Lord. This morning Debbie was mentioning about worshipping God. You know when we get down to a time of worship, that's what exactly we do. We magnify our God. We sing songs to him, telling who he is. We say all the tributes of God. And we worship him and we tell him, Lord, you, you are such a Lord God who can heal my sickness. You are a healer. I worship you. We say all the attributes of our God. Mary magnified the Lord God. Secondly, the reason why she was blessed. She was having fear of God. Because she knew very well, my God expects me to fear him. Because he blesses those who fear him. Those who fear him. He extends his mercy to those who fear him. So Mary was having fear of God. Verses 51 and 52 talks about, she was singing that, saying that, God, you are, with the you are not with the proud, you are with the humble. So she was a humble woman of God. Verse 53, she was hunger for God. And finally, she knew the covenant relationship that she had with the Lord God. You know, this morning, the same blessing can come to you and me as children of God. If we know the attributes of God and we define the design of our lives to meet and to please our Lord God, then we will see the blessing of God. She magnifies the Lord. You know, I want you to think about the moment the angel of God appeared to Mary. Scripture says, says she was afraid. She was troubled in her heart. You can imagine she was a virgin. She never had a husband. Now the angel came and the angel spoke to Mary and said, you are going to have a baby. You know, we can understand the reaction of a woman of God you know, when such thing happens in her life. She did, not have, you know, she did not have the guts to go and tell her parents. She did not have strength to face the community because all along throughout in her life, she was protecting herself. She was keeping herself pure. Now what the world is going to talk about? She was not married, but then if go, she's going to have a baby, what the world is going to talk about? She was afraid. She was troubled. She was even confused at times. 
That's the reason she was questioning the angel. How can this be? How can this be? How is it possible? How this can happen? But when the angel of God spoke to her, scripture says, she surrendered. She said, Lord, here is your maidservant. Let your will be done. I surrender. You know, surrender is an attitude of worship. Surrender is an attitude of worship. Mary magnifies the Lord as she was worshiping God. She was surrendering. She was surrendering. You know, a man of God taught me earlier in the ministry. When you lead worship, the more you surrender, you will see the power of God. You will see the miracle-working power of God. You know, miracles happen when we worship. When we worship, miracles happen. When we surrender, not only who is leading, those who are part of the worship. When we surrender ourselves completely, we see manifestation of God in our lives. Mary was surrendering to the will of God. The result was the conception of a baby in her womb. And she went to bless immediately Elizabeth. Suddenly Mary got changed. Any worshipper, anybody who magnifies God, anyone who takes time to worship God, her life, his life automatically changes. Mary suddenly got changed and she went to Elizabeth. And there we see the blessing of God happening in the house of Elizabeth. And Mary realized that she's a blessed woman. That's the only reason she's able to call. She's able to say, I am blessed among all generations. You know, just think about the pure heart that she had. Today, today, sometime, you know, you and I do not have the courage to say that I am blessed by my God. I walk in the spiritual blessing, material blessing. But Mary could testify about herself that I am blessed among all women. And she magnified the Lord saying, the Lord, you remembered my lowly state. Mary was just an ordinary woman. God chose ordinary women. Same God does today. He chooses ordinary people like you and me. God never changes. He's the same God. And she started praising and magnifying God Almighty. That's the reason she was blessed. She was not just blessed, you know, even the time of pregnancy. She was blessed throughout. By his able to, she could see his own, her own son performing miracles. Mary never thought about that. But Jesus was performing miracles. In front of her own eyes, she could see the way God was using Jesus. The purpose for which Jesus came to this world. And until the end of her life, she was taken care. She was handed over to one of the disciples. And she was protected and she was taken care. Mary was a perfect woman of God. Secondly, the reason why she was blessed. She was having fear of God. That's what verse 50 says. And his mercy is on those who fear him. Mary knew about God. And Mary was God-fearing. You know, mercy of God on those who do not deserve it. You know, today in this world, when we see there are many blessings are experienced, enjoyed by people of this world. Because we don't deserve those blessings. We don't deserve those blessings in our lives. You know, at times we, 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 we you know, come to a junction in our lives and turn back and see... Look at people around us, you know, they are all blessed. Lord, why I am not blessed? That question is often in our minds. 
often in our minds. Mary was such a woman, never noticed, always neglected by her students, fellow students maybe. You can understand. Students, those who are in the university, you can understand. If you want to work godly, people will call you by names. Right? People will call you by, oh, look at the priest. Look at the, the saint. Right? Yes, Banu. Look at the saint. <laughs> right? That, that's how people name us. Mary would have gone through all this in her face because she wanted to keep herself pure. She doesn't deserve it. According to the world eyes. But here she says, I feared God. And God showed his mercy. Because he shows his mercy on those who fear him. You know, fear of God is very, very important. Fear of God is very, very important. You know, we try to bring our children in, a, in, a, in the fear of God. But God expects us to walk in the fear of God. God expects us to walk. You know, when others do not see us, God wants us to walk in fear of God. God wants us to know that God's eyes are always watching us. You know, when we have that awareness in our lives, we walk in the fear of God. Because people may not see, but God sees us. You know, Mary had that awareness. It doesn't matter what people think about me, but because God is seeing me, God is always watching me. Psalm 103, verse 11, David says, For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. You know, this morning I want you to take this very seriously and try it out. Try fearing God and you'll see the mercy of God in your life. You know, sometimes the scripture overrides. One scripture overrides other scripture. I don't know whether you, you know about it. There are many blessings the word of God talks about throughout the scripture. We hold on to one blessing and ask God, Lord, bless me, bless me, bless me. And whereas somebody else would have got blessed. We would have taken baptism. Somebody else would have got fear of God. We would have you know, received the Holy Spirit anointing. But somebody else may walk in the fear of God. They take the blessing at times. We see one blessing overriding the other. You know, God at times demands certain things from our lives. And when he does that. God wants us to be faithful to the expectation of God. Mary was found faithful because Mary was having fear of God. Psalm 103 verse 17 says, But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. As far as heaven is from the earth, and as, uh, from everlasting to everlasting, God's mercy is on those who fear Him. How do you know you fear God? We can't really know it by our outward experience, outward expression. Whether someone is having fear of God, only he knows, and she knows, and God knows. Undeserved blessings are received by those who have fear of God. Those who have fear of God. We have come across testimonies that God lifting people like anything. They would have never experienced that they will be lifted up to such a high position. But God does that. At times people are you know, fearful to God. Fear of God is very important in our lives. Mary had fear of God. And verses 51 and 52, she says, He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. 
Mary knew very well, not the proud, but the humble. She says, imagination, imagining proud in the heart. You know, that's very difficult. That only God knows our imagination, my imagination. God is saying, Mary is saying here, Lord, in verse 51, He scatters the proud in the, in the imagination of their hearts. Scatter the proud, it simply means he brings them to nothing. You know, if you have a pile of snow, you scatter it everywhere, and eventually you will not see anything. Nothing. You know, when God scatters some lives, the life is utterly destroyed, completely destroyed. Mary is saying, The Lord, you scatter the proud, those who are proud in their hearts, in their imagination. You know, God wants us to walk humbly. Now, that's what we can do for God. Walking humbly in the presence of God. God doesn't like the proud. God hates the proud. Now, those who try to do things by their own strength are pulled down. You know, when we try to do things by our own strength, that shows that we are proudful. We are proud. We are having pride in our hearts. When we try to do things by our own strength. But God says, just rely on my strength. Before I scatter your life to nothing, just rely on my life, my strength. Because I lift the humble. I give more grace to the humble. You know, this morning I believe it is important to walk in humility. I want to, you know, again take you back to Nebuchadnezzar. Who looked at the garden that he made, the, the Babylon. And he was walking in the palace on that day and he said, this, look at the great Babylon that I made. Look at the palaces and the beauty of the city. He was in his pride. And God struck him down. And he, be, he became an animal. And seven times of the year he has to walk as an animal and eat the grass. But at the end of it, Nebuchadnezzar came to his own sense. And this is what he says immediately. Listen to this, Daniel 4.37. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and exalt and honor the king of heaven, all of whose works are truth and his ways are justice. And those who walk in pride, he is able to put down. You know, it is not the words of Daniel. It is the words of Nebuchadnezzar. You know, it took such a long time in his life to bring him down. Even God had to change him as an animal to bring his pride down. You know, how much more damage this pride can do to you and me. And at the end of the whole thing, Nebuchadnezzar realized, Lord, it is all about you. Those who walk in pride, he is able to pull down, put down. I was wondering, why did it take so much for this man to understand that God brings down the pride. Mary was a humble woman. Psalm 138 verse 6 says, Though the Lord is on high, yet he regards the lowly, but the proud he knows from afar. God is not with the proud, but God is always with the lowly, the humble ones. Mary was walking in humbleness. Verse 53. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. 
No, our God has a nature, peculiar nature. When we are hunger for God, He fills us. When we are thirsty, those who are thirsty and hunger after righteousness. Matthew 5, 6 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. That's what Mary was experiencing in her life. And she was walking humbly. She had a great desire for God. How do we know? Because she learned about God. She worshipped God. She knows all the characteristics of God. And she led a good life. And she tried to please God always throughout in her life. That's how we know she had a great hunger for God. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. 1 Peter 2 verse 2 says, As a newborn babies, desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. You know, God is asking us to desire the word. God is asking us to, having desire, you know, having eagerness, having interest in the word of God. God wants us to know more about him. God wants us to know more about God. Hunger for God. You know, only the empty vessels can be filled. If the vessel is already full, we cannot fill. You know, God expects us to, when we come into the presence of God, God wants us to empty our minds. God wants us to empty our minds. When we receive the word of God, God wants us to empty our minds, empty our heart, and come in the presence of God. Lord, can you fill me? Can you fill me? Elisha was a man of God. On the day she was sent to bless a widow, and this man of God came and asked that woman, that widow, what do you have at your home? She said, all that I have is one jar of oil. My debtors are trying to destroy me, kill me. They want to take us as captive. All that I have is one jar of oil. Elisha said, can you bring some empty vessels? And she brought some empty vessels. And Elisha told her, Pour that oil into those empty vessels. And as she, she was pouring, all the vessels was getting filled and filled. Elisha asked, do you have any more vessels? And she said to her son, go to the neighbors and bring all the empty vessels. All the empty vessels were brought and kept there. And she was pouring. Oil was coming over and over again. And finally, Elisha asked, do you have any more empty vessels? She said, no. And the oil stopped. Now, when we are hunger for God, when we empty ourselves and come together in God's presence, God can fill us. Mary was not only humble, she was also hunger for God. No, it was not just a joke that Jesus born was born to Mary. Mary was a perfect woman and God wants us to be like that. Finally, coming under the covenant relationship. You know, this is very, very important, crucial. Verses 54 and 55. Mary says, he has helped his servant Israel <clears throat> in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever. Now, Mary knew the Old Testament very thoroughly and she knew very well what are the blessings that God has spoken to my forefathers and she knew very well those blessings are coming true. God has promised about the seed in the Garden of Eden. God has promised about the seed to Abraham. God has promised about the seed to David. You know, that is coming true now. That's the reason Mary says, He has helped his servant Israel. Israel refers to Jacob. Israel refers to children of God in the wilderness. Israel refers to you and me. 
And Mary says, he has helped his servant, Israel, in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our forefathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever. Covenant that God made with Abraham is coming true now. You know, Mary was walking into the, in a covenant relationship with God. You know, today God expects church to walk in that same covenant relationship with God. Then we, when we walk in that relationship, we will see the blessing of God. You know, I want to read a couple of scriptures here. Let's turn to Isaiah chapter 41, verses 8 and 9. Isaiah chapter 41. It talks about Jacob and the blessings. Isaiah 41, verses 8 and 9. But you, Israel, are my servant Jacob, whom I have chosen. God is looking at the children of Israel. God is looking at you and me. And this is what God is saying. But you, Israel, are my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen. The descendants of Abraham, my friend. You whom I have taken from the ends of the earth. And called from its farthest regions. And said to you, you are my servant. I have chosen you and have not cast you away. Then the word of God says, fear not. For I am with you. You know, this is the promise that God has given, not only to us, not only the Jews, not only children of Israel in the wilderness, not only to Abraham. God is giving this promise, whoever is willing to walk in that covenant relationship with God. That's what Isaiah says here. You know, Mary was not just only a blessed woman. You know, anyone who is coming under this relationship, I believe, not just Mary alone, you and I, are blessed in the same fashion. What was the covenant that God made with Abraham? We read that from Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. Genesis chapter 12. Let's read that. Genesis, Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Now the Lord God said to Abraham, Get out of my, your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. And make your name great, and you shall be blessed. You shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Covenant that God made with Abraham. God remembered that in the life of Isaac, life of jo Jacob, and now he is remembering in the life of children of Israel. Now the same covenant is remembered in the life of Mary. Now this morning, I just want you to know that covenant that God made with Abraham. What is that covenant? Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. You know, we are called to walk in the covenant we make with God. Abraham made with God. The result of it is a willingness to show, to go wherever God wants you and me to go. Mary was just willing, Lord, I am your maidservant, let your will be done in my life. You know, at times we decide our destiny. We want to go where we want to go, but God is telling you, you are already in the covenant relationship with me. I made a covenant with Abraham. I asked him to come out of his family. I have called you to come out of your family too. Some of us maybe. We would have come from a Hindu background. Our family members may be still Hindus or non-Christians. But God has called you to come out of that situation. Some of us may be born Christians traditionally. 
But God has called you to come out of those traditions. Some of us, parents, you know, maybe already walking with God. But God cannot accomplish what he wants, to, wants you to accomplish when we live in the midst of your people. But God wants you to come separate. You know, I strongly believe, I know for sure, if I, am, I would have continued in India, I don't have the freedom to serve God what I have today. I'm sure it's the same with you too. God wants us to walk in that covenant relationship that God made. Mary knew that very well. And Abraham's covenant, it continues, verse 2 says, I will make you a great nation, number one. I will bless you and make you, your name, great. God wants to do that in our life too. He did that in the life of Mary. Her name is today everywhere. It's a promise of God. It's a promise of God. Now if you satisfy the desire of God, if you humble, if you seek God, if you are thirst after righteousness, if you know the covenant relationship and willing to walk in that covenant relationship, God will bless us and make us a great nation. Means our generations will be taken care of by God. Now today we see some of the children are blessed because their parents walk in that relationship. You and I need to walk in that covenant relationship at least for the sake of the blessing of our children, for our children. And secondly, I will bless you, not only your generation, but you will be blessed. And you shall be a blessing to others. And I will make your name great. We don't do it, but it's all done by our God. Abrahamic covenant. Mary knew that very well. And today morning, as we close, it is so true. We are called out of this world. That's why we are called church, ecclesia. We are called out to serve God. We are called out to a land where we are living today to serve God. And eventually God has promised us the blessed Canaan. That's eternal land that we are all going to. Mary knew that very well. I'm sure one thing. Mary will be in heaven when we go to heaven. Mary will be in heaven when we go to heaven. A precious woman of God. Walked in holiness. So do you and me today. God expects us to walk in that same holiness. And she left a model for us not to worship her, but to follow her. To follow her footsteps. She is nothing greater than you and me, as I said. She doesn't deserve any worship. But she is a great model for you and me. To walk in that holiness. Expecting great things from God. Not to limit ourselves to this world. Walk in the Abrahamic covenant that will eventually take us into the, us into the eternal heaven. I believe this morning God is speaking us through us, to us, through the life of Mary. Shall we close our eyes? Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipf.org. God bless you.